0: Why people should come to these events i mean this year everything is different and every field is different so i mean asking a, an agronomist to walk every acre of every field on a farm this year i think is unrealistic because unless they do that they're not going to know what all the individual crops are looking like at the moment because there are areas within different fields that unless you do it yourself this year you're not going to be able to make a competent decision on what's the best agronomic strategy for that particular crop or that particular field or that particular area.
1: There was a definite air of spring around last weekend and into the middle of this week. Snowdrops and daffodils are becoming more visible day by day. Keen growers are reporting some fresh root growth in winter barley and most are itchy to get back out in the land and manage crops. You are listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. By mid-February, there is a noticeable difference in the light in the mornings and evenings, and the growth has started on many of the early developing crops, especially oilseed rape. Following the very wet period over the last few months, difficult decisions are needed around crop viability and management. I'm delighted to be joined by Shea Feelen, a tillage specialist in Chagas, to chat about a series of winter crop walks which take place next week Designed to help growers with these difficult decisions. Shay, you might just give us a rundown on where these walks are taking place next week?
0: So yeah, we've a series of them next week starting on Tuesday the thirteenth in Oak Park here at two o'clock. So that's generally the first one we we host every year. Um and that's followed on then on Wednesday in in Ballyderound down in Cork in the Department of Agriculture farm down there at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, on the Thursday then we're in, in in Wexford in John Hayes' farm down in uh, Clearstown village down in Wexford at 11 o'clock as well. And on Friday then we have two. We have one in Kildalton in the morning and we've been in, in uh, the Chagas uh, uh, Training College in Kildalton. And we're also in Dublin in the morning as well in Jimmy's Flynn's Farm up near Swords. And it's, I suppose, for anybody up that direction, it's it's just off the M1 and exit four on the M1. It's literally two minutes from exit four on the M1. So they're the, they're the walks and the locations that we're having next week, Michael. So we hope to get a good attendance at them.
1: So regional walks uh, from Tuesday to Friday, and I suppose they're, they're probably not too far for most people if they want to, if they want to turn up. No, so no. I suppose the question would be, you know, why would you? Why are we having these walks? What's
0: the purpose of the walks? I suppose there, there there's a couple of purposes to them really. I suppose we give ag- agronomic advice there, and we we give when we come into Oak Park here to see see what we do here in Oak Park. But I suppose for the year that's in it, Michael, there's a lot of um, uncertainty about crops. I mean, it's been a difficult winter on winter crops uh, for most people in many areas. So what we're hoping to do with these these walks is kind of give people guidelines and guidance as to what they might do with some of these crops to try and make them viable in the year ahead. Because as we know, tillage farms have come, come through a very difficult 2023 and I suppose we really want to kind of give them some sort of um, guidance as to how we can make most out of the winter crops that are there. Given warts and all, some of them are Not great. Some of them are okay, but I suppose for each individual farm, we want to try and give people as good advice as we possibly can, how they can grow as best a crop they possibly can for the year that's in it.
1: Okay, um, I suppose a lot of farmers listening to this will would probably be thinking, sure. Look, I, I receive most of my agronomic advice from an advisor, whether it's a commercial rep or or maybe an independent advisor, um. And you know that's kind of where the majority of it kind of comes from, and they might be thinking, you know, the walk is on. Sure, those fellows are going to go there, and they're going to get all the updates of that. Why would I bother going? I suppose the question really is, is that what benefit would a farmer get from attending these walks themselves?
0: Yeah, it's it's a good question, Michael, and I suppose it's often the case that, and we 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 know this from talking to different people. Some people just like to hand off the advice. To advice the on their crops to a, a, a professional, if you like, but I suppose where people can, co- where why people should come to these events. I mean, this year everything is different, and every field is different. So I mean, asking uh, an agronomist to walk every acre of every field on a farm this year, I think, is unrealistic, because unless they do that, they're not going to know what what the, all the individual crops are looking like at the moment, because there are areas within different fields that. Unless you do it yourself this year, you're not going to be able to make a competent decision on what's the best agronomic agronomic strategy for that particular crop or that particular field or that particular area. So the sales reps that are out there on the ground, some of them are brilliant guys and brilliant pe- and brilliant ladies walking crops, but they're going to need help this year. And I think that's the key point to the, these walks, that everybody's going to need help to try and make the best agronomic advice for each individual crop that's out there this year. So having having an
1: advisor or having a farmer, I should say, who has a, a pretty informed view in their own mind and uh, working alongside that advisor would probably come to a better decision maybe than just leaving it off to the advisor all on their own. That's kind of what you're saying, I suppose. Absol-
0: Absolutely, Michael, because I don't think it's fair for farmers to expect agronomists and some of them do, to be fair, to walk every square yard of every crop and do plant counts on every square or every acre of every crop this year, because literally that's the workload that's ahead of them. And if there's two heads, as they say, two heads are better than one when you're trying to make that decision. You know, so from that point of view, the more people who are educated about the way crops are growing this year, the better. Okay,
1: and farmers can often, and they will do often, report and and maybe they get a bit, um, I suppose, despondent a little bit in terms of the sheer array of you know, plant protection products or even fertilizers that are on offer out there. And that can often muddy the water. God, I can't remember what to use here or what to use there. It can muddy the water in terms of a decision that they, you know, would would take in terms of the next agronomy decision on on the crops in front of them. How will these walks help in that regard to try and make those decisions a little bit easier? Is, are, are we given advice that are, or, or, or handouts maybe that, that kind of maybe takes the the easy route but but with all the critical elements in it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a good point um that you know quite and talking to farmers there in the last couple of months there is quite a lot of uncertainty out there about uh different products and different strategies. I suppose what we have here are kind of tailor-made strategies that you know for each of the individual crops and they've been tried and tested over a long number of years both here in oak park but in other sites around the country as well so what we will have is we'll have prepared handouts for people so that when they go away they'll have strategies there to deal with the issues that are in front of them whether to be normal agronomy for for the crops that that receive normal agronomy or also for, for crops that maybe you know there might be there might be just full yield potential in them. So actually, they need to alter the agronomy the from those crops. So we'll have that type of information there in a ready-made handout so people can go away, look at what's there, assess what crops they have in front of them, and then based on the information that they have in hand, make a decision as to what's the best way forward for those crops. So we would hope that when people come away from the events they'll have not only hear what we're saying to them but they'll also have information in their hands that they can use on, the, on their home farms
1: and in terms of the crops Shay, that we're going to cover at those walks are they all the cereal crops are we going to look at all of those and is there anything in particular i know you kind of mentioned it's a bit more difficult with patchy crops but is there any other thing in particular that you might be looking at in more depth uh, for those individual crops
0: yeah, so we will be looking at all all the cereal crops that are there. So you'll have wheat, barley, oats, and rye, um, and we'll be looking at some of the key decisions to make. And then probably the most pressing one, if we're if we're honest at the moment, and li- listening back to what was at the tillage conference a couple of weeks ago, is to make that assessment about how to deal with the crops that are there in front of you. Not every crop is in a good place at the moment. Some are quite good, depending on the location. And some are actually patchy, and you know there's different decisions that are going to have to be made on those. So we're hoping over the number of walks that we there, we'll have a selection of these crops in front of us, and we can help farmers to make decisions based on what we see in those crops. So that when they go back to their own farms, they'll be able to make a more informed decision about what we think they should be doing in those crops. So if if we're only trying to decide or help people to decide on, yeah, this is this crop has good potential. I need to give this a good agronomy package and do the normal thing with this in terms of herbicides, uh, disease control, PGRs and fertilization that's fine but then there might be other crops that you know there's you know maybe not as much potential in these crops so we'll have a go at trying to decide what strategy should should be should be um, brought forward on those crops.
1: Within that then in terms of there's obviously a big regional difference as we showed in the National Tillage Conference I mean some areas are definitely way ahead in terms of planting and probably crops looking at a little bit better in the drier ground than maybe in other areas how regionalized are they going to be so if a farmer turns up in let's just say kind of the me direction will the um, the trust of the talk at that particular crop walk be based around i suppose the generality of crops there
0: yeah, so that's the reason for having these regional events, so that we can deal with the issues there that are there in that region. I mean, if you take and I talk about, say, or we talk about, say, a crop that has limited yield potential, um, in in the likes of the northeast, maybe well, there's probably scope to cut back on fungicides for argument's sake up there because they don't tend to get disease and say winter barley as early as they would do in the south. So we'd be able to differentiate their agronomy packages or their agronomy strategies for the different regions and the crops that are prevalent in those regions. Because, as you say, I mean, if we if we look around Carlo here, probably not as affected as some other crops in other areas. And there's probably going to be a different approach taken to some of the agronomy on those crops here in Carlo than they might be, say, in the northeast or down the south or or, or in the southeast. So it will be tailored to certainly what's prevalent in those areas.
1: OK, and and Shay, just in terms of will you be looking at oilseed rape, beans, that kind of thing as well, or is it mostly cereals?
0: No, we will. You're right, Michael, we'll be looking at oilseed rape. And as a, as a matter of interest, I'm going to look at a crop of oilseed rape here this evening. So we'll just kind of get an, a feel for what's out there at the moment. As you know, um, oilseed rape is a crop that, you know, we'd start to start to make decisions on that in the next couple of days in terms of nitrogen and whether the crops need nitrogen or not. From what I'm seeing at the moment, Probably a lot of crops are reason, have reasonable covers on them. So there's in a lot of cases, there might be no panic on going on nitrogen in some of them. But we may wait and see what's on some of the crops on the farms around the country. They may be slightly different. They may they may be more urgency for applying a bit of nitrogen on those crops. But we'll deal with those at the walks when when we're there. And likewise, as you said, in terms of beans, again, February is a time when people start thinking about beans and what the what to do with them in terms of planting them? So we'll be dealing with those on the days as well, depending on you know whether farms in the area are going to sow beans or not, and we, we'll deal with those issues when we're there as well.
1: So Shay, we're starting off in Chagas um, here in Oak Park on next Tuesday, and we'll be joined by um, yourself, obviously, and uh, Kieran Collins, a number of the advisors, but also the key researchers here in Oak Park, so we'll get the full array of expertise, I suppose, on the day. You might just remind me again then, or remind the listeners again, Um after Tuesday then we have walks on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Remind me just roughly where they are.
0: Yeah, so again, Michael, on Wednesday we're in Ballyderound down in Cork in the Department of Agriculture Farm at 11 o'clock in the morning. On Thursday we're in John Hayes's farm in Clearystown Village in Wexford uh, at again at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, on thurs- On Friday then, uh, the the 16th we've two walks both in the morning one down in the Chagas College in in Clothan, in Kilkenny and we've one on Jimmy Flynn's farm near Swords in County Dublin um so there that's the full list of them um for, for next week Michael
1: That's brilliant really looking forward to it and I suppose just to, to listeners to um to make sure you have warm boots on you and uh, a bit of a warm coat because <laughs> it tend, tends to get a bit chilly but look we 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 I think we tried to keep the walks to under 2 hours so it's you'll be in and out and you'll be able to get a uh, something warm to drink uh, w- before too long. So, listen, Shay, thanks very much for um, joining me on the show, and we'll be talking to you shortly.
0: No problem, Michael. Look forward to them next week.
1: So, that's it for this week, and my thanks to Shay for joining me on the podcast. The local tillage seminars are nearing a close, but only one seminar next week on Thursday, February the 15th in Tullamore at 7 pm, and the following week on Thursday, February the 29th in Burt, Donegal. For details of all of the events mentioned today, please go to chagas.ie forward slash events. Finally, if you enjoyed the podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more Tillage news and
0: advice.